UCL football fans, listen up. When you watch the UEFA Champions League with Heineken, you're never watching alone, even if you're watching alone. Heineken has teamed up with some of the world's greatest footballing legends to bring you the Heineken UCL Live. Seven legendary hosts to take you through every moment of seven unmissable UCL games, and they want you to get involved. Bring the banter and the rivalry, and you could win epic prizes. Tune in using the hashtag HeinekenUCLLive on Twitter during match nights, and don't forget to enter the competition. C's and C's apply. Not for persons under the age of 18. Drink responsibly. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a car. Good day and welcome to episode 74 of The Car Wash, proudly brought to you by Heineken. Whether you are tuning in on slpodcast.coza, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Mahi King 96.7 FM's Game Time, welcome to the show. I am your host, Aiden, and of course, I am not alone. I am joined by former Ajax Cape Town and Mama Lodi Sundowns goalkeeper, Sean Roberts. How are you doing, dude? Hello, my boy. I am also joined by former Bafana Bafana Orlando Pirates and Mama Lodi Sundowns star, Teko Modise. How are you doing today? I'm good, and you, bro? Yeah, not too bad. Well, but nervous because we start off the show with the joke of the day, which usually is meant to bring a smile to our face, but more often than not, it's our heads <laughs> in our hands. So, Sean, what have you got for us? Oh, it's a beauty. Why are fish so easy to weigh? Because they come with their own scales. Aye, <laughs> uh, Sean, no, no, no. Oh, no. it's, it's impossible to find a beer joke. So, I've... Sorry, Heineken. I can, I can <laughs> agree with that. Yeah, it is impossible. <laughs> But from there, we move into Pole Position. Pole Position. Pole Position is a segment where we ask our fans a question on Facebook or our supporters club on WhatsApp a certain question and we get voice note replies. This week, we asked, could Mamalodi Sundowns turn it around against Al-Akhli in the second leg? Here's what you all had to say. For football, anything can happen. If uh, Al-Akhli, they're managing to score two goals at Egypt. Why Sundowns never uh, do it uh, do it again like Allah at home at South Africa? I think also Sundowns have got a chance because second round, I think, is the last chance for them. They are going to uh, do it. If they are playing proper, it's easy to win the game. Especially, they you know, this is the last, last chance. Uh, my message to the players of Sundowns, Please, guys, keep pushing. Work hard. It's not over until next second round, next 90 minutes. Yes, yes, yes. Sundowns will turn the table to beat Al Ali. Ah, uh, nah. Sundowns, I don't think they will come back. For me, as I see the results, I, I don't think Sundowns will come back. The only thing maybe they can do, maybe they can do a draw here in Pretoria. But I don't think they can, they don't have what it takes to beat uh, Al-Hali. They are worn out. Uh, lots of people don't see that Sundowns is just worn out. They, even the coaches don't have ideas no more. So there's only one guy that is really, really doing the business for Sundowns. Is that Sha- Shalulile. Shalulile is the guy. But then I don't think that Sundowns can, can beat uh, Al-Hali. At, 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 their, at their form, they are having right now. 
I don't see Sanon's coming back with that two knots. Uh, obvious, uh, Al-Akhul score one besides. Uh, not to say like uh, I'm discouraging uh, a South African team, but uh, if you want to win in a CAF champion, Champions League, you must score away goal. So now uh, I don't see Sanon's coming back on this one. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We, we, we lost against the best team. Uh, the best coach, Upizo. Oh, firstly, it's... For me, it's even difficult to analyze this game because, yeah, Al-Ali is one of the best teams. Mamelodi Sundowns is one of the best teams. Um, we lost, we lost, and uh, it's going to be difficult uh, to come back um, during the second half, the second leg. Uh, it won't be easy at all, you know. And remember, Piso Musimane knows very well in Mamelodi Sundowns. Piso knows the strength of Mamelodi Sundowns. He knows the weaknesses of Mamelodi Sundowns. So he had to work on that so that they can be able to destroy us. Um, all they wanted is to make sure that we don't score at all, you know. And it was going to be better if we managed to score um, at least one goal, you know. It was going to be better. And coming back uh three goals it won't be three goals it won't be easy at all um yeah i mean my melody sundowns is not that they were bad we played very well it was just one of those kind of uh, mistakes that we any player can do it any team can do it i cannot dwell on individual players and blame them it's a mistake it's a mistake it happened that we lost we were supposed to make sure that to cover up those kind of mistakes we also score don't rely on the goalkeeper if the keeper made a mistake and um yeah Upiso he knows Mamelodi Sundowns very well and um Al Ali you know is is always the best and we cannot do I cannot dwell on the past game where we we once um beat them five nil this is a new game actually and uh, the new team, the new coach from Al Ali. Anyway, Upiso, we went to say Al Ali Betwanjad. Yeah, man, um, it's going to be interesting. Um, but coming back in the second half, miracles can happen. So, Sean, what is, what is your prediction? What are your thoughts? What happened with Sundowns? What can they do? Sure. I mean, I was, I don't know what take off things, but I was. Um, I was very, it was a great game. I was super impressed with Sundowns. Um, going forward, very good. Defensively struggled a little bit. I thought Dennis and Younger, obviously, for both goals, in my opinion, was at fault. I don't know what Teko thinks about that. Um, certainly the first goal, he actually got both hands to it um, and was able to push away. And then the, the second goal was caught in no man's land. Serena was very good. Mkhalise, brilliant. Um, but they were... Uh, they were outclassed a little bit away from home. What do you think, Teko? I think uh, there's a lot of positives to take away from it. I just wish they got an away goal. It would have made life a lot more exciting for us as the neutrals um, and a lot more exciting for uh, the fans. But it's a tough one to see Sundowns come back and, and get any sort of result. What do you think, Tex? Look, I think with, um, with how they performed, of course, there's a lot of positive that they can take from the game. Yeah. Um, they... You know, it's one of those situations, especially in such games where you, you make a mistake, you get punished, mm -hmm. you know, and um, that's that's high level of football. But Sundowns have been exposed in such situations before, but they've never been in a position where they have to come back and and probably maybe perform a miracle yeah. and try to qualify. So this, this is, I think this is one of the biggest challenges that they have, mm. you know, and... Um, you know, like you said, if if they scored an away goal, things would have been a little bit 
um, interesting interesting yeah. to yeah. see. But now they're playing home. I think, you know, uh, Alakhli, the last time they were here, they drew, and the other time they were here, they got five yeah. in Sundowns. <laughs> so, so Sundowns do have um, um, a, a, kind of like a good record, if you can say, against Alakhli, especially at home. But the, the, the only difference is Sundowns was coached by Pito. Yeah. So I think now, because things have changed, I think the challenge that Sundowns are facing, especially now, it's not Alakli, it's how to outsmart Pito in, in, in the second leg. Mm. Because, look, um, Alakli are a type of a team that, uh, especially now that they're leading, they know how to delay the game, they know how to drag the game. And, and, and the question is, how will Sundowns be able to manage those frustrations? Yeah and be able to, to 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 stay in the game even with those things happening on the pitch you know when and goalkeepers start getting injured for no reason you know those type of things in, in Champions yeah. League but but I think with with, with Sundown's quality I think they know how how uh, the quality that they have within the team but it's just it it's going to be very 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 difficult and I think they, they have to play above themselves you know, come the weekend, if, if they have to get something out of this, because it's going to be very, very difficult to, to play, you know, to 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 try and and, and, and narrow that 2-0. Yeah, I, th- I think it's very interesting what you said. It's it's going to come down to, you said, how do Sundowns outsmart our athlete, but it's really how do Van uh, Koba and the boys outsmart Pizza, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's an interesting point you made. And obviously, Pizza knows the players inside out. Um, it's going to be very, very difficult. It's and if yeah. they do, it's a hell of a story. Look, dude. Look, look. I, I, if if Sundowns pulls through and qualify, there's no, they have no uh, right not to not to win the Champions League if they to come out of this. Absolutely. Because this will be one of those difficult challenges yeah. as well. And 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 for me is 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 now those three coaches, co-coaches. Now they, they they put into a test. Mm. Now they have to come out and, and 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 show how smart they are, how they can outsmart pizza. Because because look, when you play against a coach that knows you very very well, which means as a footballer, you need to do things differently. You need to have a different personality on the day. You know, try something mm. new. But also, it's such a big game that you don't also want to do everything new. You know, you still want to have your characteristics, you know, your personality on the pitch and do the stuff that you do. You normally do. But I think with with with, I think also there's there's a lot of pressure on 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 Alakhli than than Sundowns yeah. because now you come in here with a two zero, if Sundown scores, you know, early in the game and then the game is open, yeah, and then and then there's a bigger challenge for Peter and I, and I think also it's for for, for Alakhli also for Peter, I think he plays it's it's for his contract as well. Sure. I think this is a big game for 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 Coach Peter. I think it's for his contract as well, and uh, and Mamelodi Sundowns know that. And also for Mamelodi Sundowns, not only for Champions League rights, I think also for breaking rights. And uh, and and you can imagine, as much as Sundowns respect Coach Peter and Peter respect Sundowns, but at the end of the day, you know they need to put their feelings aside and be able to to figure out how to beat Alakli because they are beatable sides. Yeah, I mean, look, things, things could have changed. I mean, there was a challenge on Serena in the first half. I don't know if you saw that, where it was a red card. It was unbelievable. Um, yeah. and, and if that had to go through, obviously, that would have changed the game. Uh, Matupa had a couple of good opportunities. Um, so, yeah, I was very impressed with him in a nutshell. Uh, unlucky with the two more results. That was down, in my, in my opinion, down to individual errors. In, in an yeah. unlikely source, uh, it's very rare you see Onyango make mistakes. 
Um, unfortunately, he made it in a, in a crucial game, and that's that's the joys of being a goalkeeper, I guess. Yeah. And in another like pretty interesting result, Kaiser Chiefs versus Simba. What happened there? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> great. Uh, I, I think I think I think Chiefs were very good against a very poor side. Um, I wasn't very impressed with Simba. I don't know what the whole hype was about, but having said that, it's there's no way game coming, so things can change. But um, Motoho, I think he's been under a lot of slack lately. Um, he had a great performance with a, a good goal. Um, Nurkovic, absolutely brilliant. Um, I think it's called a brace, right? Yeah, I mean, that, 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 yeah. that header, Teko, you, you can't mm. from mm. 12 yards out to get that sort of power to get that sort of height is, is next level. And his second goal, just as good with that timing with the volley. Um, and their fourth, Manyama, with that perfect cross into Castro. Um, but yeah, I think I think Chiefs will, will take a lot from that. I think Gavin will be relieved more than anything, but also um, um, happy because they they gelled, they gelled nicely, and um, I think they can. Ho- hopefully, we can see them carrying this form into the league. So let's see what happens this weekend with their away leg. Um, but I I think Chiefs played well against an average Simba. <laughs> what was what was interesting for me, Sean, was when. When Gavin said, "I, uh, I think we need to have more match matches because I think before the game, if the fans march <laughs> to 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 the village and complain about the players' performance and all that type of stuff, yeah. and after that they pulled such a performance, and Gavin said they needed more of those, you know, and and for 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 me is is um, also what it helps as well, especially in this type of tournaments, um, luck also." You know, when 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 things are aligned, it's 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 very difficult to be stopped. Yeah. And uh, with the with the, with the goals that they have right now, there's no way that they can drop that. And even no, no matter what happened, because in the past we used to be scared with such a scoreline because you know that the referee will do anything to equal the game. Yeah. But uh, you know they've got a nice cushion. But the problem also that has been facing KZ Chiefs the whole season is the consistency. Yeah. You know. And and of course we want come weekend, come Monday, you know, both South, South African teams, you know, have qualified. But also, it's it's. I think for Chiefs, they 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 know that they've got their one foot in. But for Sundance, it's going to be difficult. But look, man, Chiefs have the quality players, have the players to Correct. to bring in the results. But it's just that inconsistency that I've been struggling with. But I think now with the, with this cushion that they have, I think they feel confident that they 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 can go through. Mm. But also the reality is they need to come back again and 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 deal with the reality of not of not being secure of the top eight spot because you, it'll it'll be very sad to to see next season starts and then Kansas Chiefs are not in the top eight. Yeah, I can't I can't see that happening. I, I really can't. I mean, it's it's they seem to have found a little bit of form, and, and like you said, we've said this before, and then the consistency kills them. But um, it's nice to see a goal coming from uh, a Motoho, who, in my opinion, should be getting you 67 goals a season anyway, which mm, he has been doing mm, in the past. Mm, so um, mm, I'm happy for that. Um, yeah. I, I hope I hope Chiefs can uh, continue this. Um, I hope Gavin stays. I really do. I think with a little bit of an open checkbook next season, he can he can get the best out of the players. I really do. Um, I really do think that. So, and they've they've they're getting some uh, without Karma Billiat as well, uh, who's out for quite a while, I believe. Um, to 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 play this sort of game in this sort of form, 
with our team who they usually base the game around is 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 exciting and it's encouraging so let's see what happens there way yeah man <laughs> and then tex our favorite team in the entire world are at it again chipper united yeah. and fired their coach it is just with i think it's with two games to go yeah it's, two games is, I think is that what it games. is i mean it's it makes absolutely no sense and now they're talking about going back to seymour again who, who they the, fired the chipper wants seema back seema who's seema chief seem seema who cast the keys to mabima um it's just i mean would you would you think they need a new coach or do you think they need someone to come in just give them a kick up the ass? do you know what i mean i mean it's just you, you can't expect a new coach to come in and if i was chipper you know what i'd do i'd get someone like I don't know, a Gordon Ingerson, a Stuart Baxter, or something like that to come in and give a motivational talk. You can't expect a coach that's failed before to come in and try to keep your status. It just makes absolutely no sense. And this is why I've always vocal about Chipper and and I'm not sad to see them get relegated if they do. But it's just, it makes no sense to me. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Look, there's, there's a lot of stuff that um, Chipper United are doing that doesn't make <laughs> sense, especially in football. Like mm. for, for me is I I I I respect the the brand Chipper United. I understand the struggles of running a team. Um, you know, I, I get that. I get that. But Chipper's not the first team to to be able to be in that space. But it's just that the way he 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 changes and and fires coaches and bringing them back. I think that that's a lot of disrespect to 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 the coaches and to the South African football itself. Mm. So for me, I don't respect that. Um, it shows that um, uh, um, there's something that Shipper doesn't understand, or he he he's not a football person. There's there's a lot oh, of stuff well, that we can speak yeah. about, yeah. you know. And uh, for 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 in two games to go, right? You 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 fire a coach. Um, and and you keep changing coaches every season. You you've got a good you've got a good number to three to four per season. That's who you are, and you're still keeping the same players. I mean, the reality is that the chances are it might not be coaches, might be the players that you have. Right. So so for me, it's two games to go. You. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. You've got two games to go. You 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 have TTM that you're fighting with relegation. For playoffs, rather, and uh, you've got Super Sport United as well. Those are two, two, two tough games. You can say they are finals for Cheaper United, hmm. but the thing is, you you, you want to bring in Lisanola Siema, who who you fired went to Black Leopards, hmm. and Black Leopards was still in the same position that it was. So Lisanola Siema didn't do anything for Black Leopards, right? <laughs> then you want to bring him back to do something for you. That's crazy. We, we were surprised and, that he left Celtic, weren't we? Yeah, we were. Yeah. But I understood also the reasons probably... Uh, 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 this is me assuming here because I remember at the time when he left, there was a lot of problems of uh, non-payments going on for months without being, getting paid and all that type of stuff. Mm. So I, I think I think there's a lot of um, um, uh, reasons why he left. I don't think he in- initially wanted to leave. Um, sure, sure. Bloomington Celtics, but but it just it's unfortunate that he left a good team where he was actually 
very good at and he understood yeah. The, yeah, yeah he understood the players and all the type of stuff to come to teams that are fighting relegation that's not where the coach especially a young coach wants to see themselves and i don't think i don't think there's a there's a coach in his right right mind that wants to go and coach uh, a cheaper united not because of the players are bad but because of the management doesn't understand football so so for me what's happening to cheaper it's 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 not unfortunate. They they deserve to be where they are because of how they're treating the coaches, and how they they keep ignoring the football facts. Yes, they were fortunate enough to be in the final, but do they really really deserve to be in the final? No. And and I wish I, I wish they they invested more of their resources and qualities and time into surviving relegation. And if they're not smart and if if they're not aware. They might be. They might find themselves in 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 trouble, especially in the playoffs. And in the playoffs, there's no guarantee of coming back. And also, do you still have you still have, uh, dude? This league, everybody when somebody wins, somebody drags somebody down. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of changes that can happen before the end of before the end of the league. But it's just for me, um, cheaper United. I think Chipampinges is not taking football serious. It's not taking the PSL seriously. I, I yeah. just honestly say that because with all the coaches that are coming there, he keeps firing them. And then you're thinking that the coaches are the problem. Maybe you are the problem or the players are. Mm. No, it's, it's, uh, um, uh, we've said this before, but it, it, it is time that the PSL steps in and I don't know, I don't know what they can do, but there needs to be some sort of, um, governance on this. It's crazy. It's humorous yeah, actually. It is humorous. It's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, we head into the international news desk. But first, let's have a word from our sponsors. UCL football fans, listen up. When you watch the UEFA Champions League with Heineken, you're never watching alone, even if you're watching alone. Heineken has teamed up with some of the world's greatest footballing legends to bring you the hashtag Heineken UCL live. Seven legendary hosts to take you through every moment of seven unmissable UCL games, and they want you to get involved. Bring the banter and the rivalry and you could win epic prizes. Tune in using hashtag Heineken UCR Live on Twitter during match nights and don't forget to enter the competition. Drink responsibly, not for sale to persons under the age of 18. T's and C's apply. We are joined now by Sokla Duma International News Correspondent, Kurt Buckerfield. How are you doing, Kurt? Hey, guys. Hey, Aiden. Sean, Teko. Hey. Good? Yeah, hey. man. Not, not too bad. Not too bad. Enjoying the rainy weather. Can't, mm. can't lie to you. Loving it. Ah, yeah. Enjoying the sunny weather. <laughs> you must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kurt, Juventus and Atalanta met last night in the Coppa Italia final. Juventus came off victorious, winning 2-1. Now... There's been a lot of controversy around Juventus, you know, with the Super League and not like not really convincing enough to be in the Champions League and their league, uh, the table position. What does this mean for Cristiano Ronaldo? What is his future looking like? Will he stay at Juventus? Um, let's also not forget that he has like now become the first football player in history to score 100 plus goals for three different clubs. Yeah. Um, no, so look, I, I do think that if Juventus fail to qualify for the Champions League, Ronaldo will leave. Um, and I don't think that this trophy will have much of an impact. Um, but I do think that, you know, some of the, the criticism he has received has maybe been a little unfair. Um, Ronaldo has got, I think in 133 games, 101 goals. Um, you know, no matter how you want to look at his time at Juventus, that's pretty impressive. Um, bonkers. 
It's, it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. So, look, I'm sure they'll be happy. I'm sure Andrea Perla will be delighted to have won a, a trophy in his first season as a manager. But it doesn't look like Juventus will continue with him next season. Um, yeah, I guess it all depends on whether they qualify for the Champions League, which right now they're on favourites to do. So, yeah, I, I do think he'll leave without Champions League football. But when you consider Ronaldo's numbers, the fact that he's hits a century of goals, becoming the first player in history to do that with three clubs in Europe's top five leagues. Um, A further 22 assists as well on top of that. Look, I know the game isn't about numbers uh, and uh, people will still look at Ronaldo's time in Italy um, maybe as a failure, just considering that Juventus didn't take that next step in Europe, um, which is clearly what they wanted to do. That was the the sole motivation behind that signing was to get Juventus (laughs) over the line in Europe. and, and they failed again this season, um, and, and it's looking like they might not even be there in the next. So I, I understand why people think that Ju- Juventus might have wasted 100 million, uh, or 100, <laughs> what is it, One, what, 100 million euros. Um, mm. I understand that sentiment, but considering what Ronaldo's done as an individual in Italy, uh, it's been pretty, pretty good. Um, and, you know, it's not, it's not his fault that the organization and everything behind the scenes has been a bit um, of a shambles. I think that Juventus have um, failed to to build around him and to complement him. Um, but in that same breath, you know, having Ronaldo in your side does uh, inspire a different kind of football. Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's just give Ronaldo the ball, which, you know, mm. if you've watched him for the last couple of years, you know that he isn't that player anymore. He's a he's yeah. a he's a, mm. he's a box player who yeah. will score a lot of goals, but he isn't that kind of, of player. So yeah, it's interesting. Um but at the end of the day it's his fifth trophy in three years. Um over Not a century a uh, yeah, over a century of goals. Um I think in, in twenty years time, um nobody will have the context and it'll be seen as a, a major success. But for now, it's not really there. I, I agree. So, 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 yeah. Who do you think would take over Pelé if uh, Pelé to leave? Mm-hmm. Mm, I think, I think that Zidane is going to become an immediate target because um, what what the Spanish press is saying right now is that Zidane has uh, communicated his desire to leave the club, uh, to leave Real Madrid at the end of the season. So, I do think he'll become an immediate target. Um, considering he has a relationship with Juventus, he obviously played there before going to Real Madrid. Um, mm. And um, yeah, I think he's probably the most heavily linked for now, Sean. Okay, yeah, interesting. Like, Kurt, I just want to find out from you. Do you, do you think with, with, uh, with Milan winning the league and uh, it, it showed um, so many uh, loopholes, especially in Juventus' side, in terms of the quality of the players that they have, or maybe next season they need to beef up the squad and with, with all the money that goes to Ronaldo, do you think they'll actually, with, without Ronaldo probably looking to leave if they don't qualify for the Champions League, do you think they might save money and bring in a couple of players, especially younger players that will continue with the, with the Juventus legacy? Yeah, I think Juventus right now is, is just one of many teams in Europe that is in desperate need of like a full revamp. Um, it's an aging squad, you know, Chiellini, Benucci, Ronaldo, all of these guys are in their late 40. 30s. Uh, yeah, they're all 40 years old. Buffon's literally <laughs> 43 years old. Um, so I do think that that's going to happen, Teco. I think it's difficult during these, you know, financially difficult times to yeah. go and 
you know, do a complete squad overhaul. I don't really see that happening. Um, I like how fans talk about like Arsenal are going to overhaul their entire team at the end of the season. Um, and it's like, where's this money going to come from? They can't exactly. buy 11 new players and, and nor can Juventus. So I don't think it's, it's that simple, but it's definitely needed. Um, and I, I do think that that, you know, maybe making 50 million of Ronaldo could be reinvested in, in younger players. Um, I think Juventus do need to start thinking about the future. But then also, you know, Juventus, what made them so special, or what has made them so special over the last 10 years, is all those really clever free agent signings that they used to make. Um, yeah. I don't know if you remember, but they got like Perlo for free. Um, I think Rabio from, from PSG was free. I know he hasn't really worked out. Then they had like Emre Chan for free. Before that, Benucci. Um, really good players who, you know, help them remain consistent in Italy. So they kind of have uh, gone gone away from that um, with like big, big money signings over the last few years. Um, mm. So I think that from from top to bottom, that, that club needs a, a bit of a restructuring. So from one striker to another striker, former Real Madrid teammates, Karim Benzema earlier this week was just recalled to the French squad after not playing international football for six years. He was left out of the squad for the 2016 Euros, if I'm not mistaken. What What is the full story there? I'm struggling to wrap my head around. Um, obviously, you can't not select him after the the season he's having now. He's shredding it in, in La Liga. Mm -hmm. So what actually what was going on behind the scenes there, Kurt? Someone um, was having sex, man. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's the whole story summed up. Thanks. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, good chat, guys. Thank yeah. you so much for the news, uh, Kurt. <laughs> so what happened was um, Benzema was pretty much kicked out of the, the French setup um, six years ago. It was 20... I think 2015, um, after he was alleged to have attempted blackmail on his then teammate, Matthew Valbuena, who was actually a good friend of his. Um, and a, so the sex tape was leaked, essentially. And Valbuena was getting phone calls from an anonymous number saying, we have your sex tape, you give us, I think it was 150,000 euros, um, and we don't leak it to the internet. And apparently, um, and, you know, I've done as much reading up for this as I can. Apparently, watching. <laughs> apparently <laughs> what happened was Valbuena approached Benzema for advice and Benzema said, um, rather pay the money um, than go to the police, which, uh, you know, raised suspicions. People got a little or found that a little strange. Valbuena ended up going to the police station and it was later found out that the guy who was in possession of the sex tape was actually a childhood friend of Benzema's. Um, so that's how they linked those two. Um, but we must remember that he hasn't been in the six years since it happened. He hasn't been found guilty of anything. I do mm. or I have seen that he is set to stand trial um, later this year. Um, Trial for what? Trial for this, for, for alleged blackmail uh, or attempted okay. blackmail. Um, so Benzema was in on it? Well, that's what the suspicion is, Sean, but he's never mm. been found. Not like he needs the money, right? Well, well exactly. So, uh, look, I don't want to, um, you know, speak out, speak out of turn here, but it seems like, like Benzema is friends with a few dodgy oaks. I'm just going to say that. Um, <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so he was believed to have been involved, but he's, he's always maintained that he had no involvement um, 
So have many people. But over the years, what kind of made everybody believe Benzema was never going to play for France again was this constant back and forth between um, him and Deschamps, you know, publicly, and then also the the French pre- uh, Football Federation president um, saying that Benzema will never play for France again. Um, I think Benzema once insinuated that Deschamps had given into the racist part of France, um, yeah. which which I know caused a lot of problems. Deschamps said that that will forever be a stain on his name, um, and he will always uh, feel a way about the. You know, I think his family got uh, threatened. Deschamps' family got threatened, and they got like. Uh, Death. Yeah, it was just a horrible response to those comments from Benzema. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, incredibly, they've managed to put that all behind them. I think that there was a long conversation. But from what I've read, there was a long conversation between Deschamps and Benzema um, before he was recalled to the team after, mm-hmm. you know, six years. So it's, it's a very interesting story. I, I'm, I'm quite... Um, shocked to, to see that he's back in the side, um, and and Deschamps also said that Benzema would have been selected even if it was just a twenty-three man squad. Um, teams are allowed to now take twenty-six players to the Euros, um, so Benzema would have been in the side, you know, either way. Um, look, it's obviously good for football because Benzema has been in the form of his life since oh, Ronaldo yeah. left. Um, yeah. Real Madrid in 2018 he's been incredible no longer any shadow I guess yeah he's just been incredible and you know the the possibility of Benzema and Antoine Griezmann and Kylian Mbappe all together in, in an attack is, is incredible yeah disgusting yeah I, I can't wait to see that happen so it's good for football um, it's definitely a little strange but um, excited either way wow. sure well, I mean, the first half of that story, I had no clue about. The second <laughs> half, absolutely. Yeah. That's why I asked you said <laughs> But thank you very much for the international news breakdown. Kurt Buckerfield, Sokla Duma international news correspondent. Have a fantastic day further. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Shall we move on swiftly there, my man? Can you believe, Teko, that now apparently Super, Super Sport United have been sold? Um, I don't know how true it is. I'm hoping that it's not the case. And I've also heard that it's, it's probably been sold to the, the previous owners of Vitz, the Budapest group. <laughs> so, so I just, oh man, the PSL guys, what is going uh, on? Okay, so, okay. so you've got the ex-owners of a team that basically gave away Vitz, um, who want to reinvest in football again. And it's a bizarre one. I mean... I don't know. I mean, recently, Bidvest Vitz, they, they denied that they sold. Uh, Highlands Park denied that they sold. And then, obviously, when it all came out, it had already been done. So that's what the, the claim is now, that it's already been done. Um, Stan Matthews is going on record saying that it hasn't been sold and stop spreading vicious rumors. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like Supersport as a, as a team. They've always, they've always, they've always done well. Uh, top eight mm. always, top four sometimes. Um, but always had a good squad, played good. Uh, good football. They don't jump coaches like these other teams we're speaking about. Uh, it is it is a bizarre one, um, and I, I hope it's not true. But I have a sneaky suspicion it is. What do you think, Tex? I think it's 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 a rumor that has been there for a while. Mm. So for me, I strongly believe it, it's it's true mm. um, because they come out and say. Um, I think they speak about you know the money that is being put on into development because that's 
that's why they produce so much players, so many players yeah. to come to the first team. So they're spending so much money there. So, it, so with all the financial uh, problems that everybody's in, I think they they're trying to figure out how to, you know, to come out of that situation because they can't run the team like that anymore. But yet again, you 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 ask yourself is with all the financial year that they're struggling in, how were they making money? Were they making money from the fans? Because they've got 250 fans. <laughs> so you fail to understand. Um, um, and and, and Supersport has never been a team that signs, you know, they're breaking the, the market to get a player to yeah. come and play for them. They always, they always spend wisely. It's always been that type of a team. Yeah, and and they always relied on the younger ones to come through, and 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 you know how how it is because you they play for that development, so they they're much more cheaper. Yeah, it's a good business model, right? If you exactly. get it right, yeah, they get it. Once you get it right, it's 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 it's, it's absolutely magnificent. Yeah, but, but yet again, you have Bitvis it, but yet on the side that sold the team not so long ago, they want to buy it back again. And you ask yourself, well, what's the reason of buying the team back again? Because in in the beginning of of, of Bidford's sale, I think there was a rumor that uh, that was circulating that people that were involved, whether the coaches and other people, they wanted to reinvest into the team for Bidford not to sell, let them sell the team to them so that they could continue running with the team, especially with the infrastructure and the you know the development that they have. Everything there was going very well, but mm. they insisted on selling to this guy or the tender guy. Mm. But then again, it comes back to the conversation that we had earlier on in the season. That what's the criteria? You know, what are the rules in buying and selling the team within mm. the PSL structure? Because now we're seeing so many teams now that are selling. Some are selling with no reason. Mm. Some are just people that are buying. They're just buying with no reason. Look, if you go now to the bank and want to buy a car, they have to send in an application and they have to, you know, do what they can to see if you can actually afford to to, to have this type of a car. They do like Put a whole the, background check on you. Exactly. So now when people are buying the teams, you know, you find two months later, especially with TTM case, now somebody now is selling the teams. So now are we going to have this? Is this going to be a trend of every season now a team is going to be sold? Mm. If that's the case, then what is it that what, what is it that PSL can do? Because if, if, if you remember, um, I think a season ago, um, um, Dr. Ivan Koza came back and spoke about, um, I think, a billion rent that has been made by the PSL within that season. So with all the funds that the PSL has made, I understand, I think they increased the, the grants as well for the teams. I just want to feel, I, I, I would really like to know what is it that they, they, they will, they're able to do going forward to avoid such things? Because number one, it's not great for football, it's not great for, for, for the sponsors. It's not great for everyone. People, players are losing jobs season, season in. So, so, so it's, 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 it's going to be a problem because I don't, like now, imagine a clear Africa team winning a championship now as they're about to come into the PSL, they sell. Like, like uh, Richards Bay years ago, that's mm. what they did. They mm. won and then they sold. Mm. You know, and, 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 you should, and Amazulu at the time got relegated and they bought the status back. So you're trying to figure out. that. Yeah, yeah so you, you're trying to look at what's 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 this issue now why 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 are we having so many teams being sold what's the problem can the psl probably sit down and and try and maybe get more investors into these teams because i think it would be nicer if, if 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 the psl make whatever that they can to make sure that all these teams that are that that are struggling with with finding funds let them you know find a way how to create funds for those teams to be sustainable because yeah because look now, if, if Supersport goes, definitely, 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 
Kaitana Tembo won't be a coach of whatever team that is going to. Hmm. Right, which means Kaitana Tembo is back on the market, now he needs to move around, and we know where he's going, he's going to be cheaper. And 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 then I you you look at all the quality players because for now because with these rumors it doesn't surprise me because I remember Tebo Mukwena came out and say he wants to play he's playing he's he's definitely going overseas next season and I was trying to figure out that how can especially now why would SuperSport want to sell this boy when they need him so much but now with all the rumors now you know with uh, uh, Bradley Robla probably going to the big teams now now it makes sense mm. now when Tebo they sell Mukwena, the team. Uh... Yeah, so Dembule, now it makes sense. Yeah. Dembule's, all the top players that are leaving. Yeah. So now what's going to happen to the younger ones that are just come in? What's going to happen to to the coaches? What's going to happen to the development structure? So it's just that, you know, instead of progressing with the game, I think we're going backwards. And and, and I think this 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 is the trend that has started not uh, a while ago. And, and I think it's affecting our football. I just hope that the PSL can realize that and, and find a solution to these type of issues. So I, th- I think, I think um, Supersport have a legitimate... Uh, excuse if they are selling uh, quote unquote that the money that DSTV is spending on PSL and the MDC is making it difficult for them to afford running the club. That's a legitimate yeah. reason, right? I mean, I understand that. So, um, yeah, I, I just yeah, it's it's an interesting one. It's it's sad because it's one of the it's one of the better clubs in the PSL in terms of how they are run. Um, the Dude. senior management and there's football people. There's real football people involved. In that yeah, club. like Stan Matthews is a football person. Yeah. Um, so yeah, interesting times ahead. Dude, I'm 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 scared for the players. That's all I'm saying. Because because I was I was once in that situation when uh, when I was introduced to the PSL, there were 18 teams, Sean, mm. if you remember very well. And then and then I played one season, and then after that they reduced them to 16. So real stars had to be sold. Yeah. And uh, and and I remember you know in those meetings with the whole players. Um, the top guys knew exactly where they were going. Mm. You know, the younger ones like us, we didn't know what's going to happen to our future. And that was that was scary. Dude. That's when I realized, actually, that I might fail. I might not get an opportunity to go play anywhere because I was not given enough chance to showcase my talent at the time. So I feel for players, uh, especially when teams are getting sold and all like, because the easiest ones are the ones that are playing very well. Your Mbules, your all the Mokwenas, it's, it's easy for them to find teams. So I understand the pain of, of, of players not, you know, being unsure of, of, of their next move. And, and I don't want any player to be in that position because I know how frustrating it is. How it feels, yeah. Hectic. And we will definitely keep you all updated on that story as it is still developing. But from there, we move on to this week in football history. Today, we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. So, Sean Tecker, I was doing a little bit of digging and this one's for you. This week in 2012, Sergio Aguero scored that goal against QPR. Wow. He secured the title for Manchester City in the 90-whatever minute, snatching it away from Manchester United on the final match day. Oh. And also this week in 2006, teenager Kiana Prince gets stabbed to death outside his training club. He was a QPR youth team player. Um, and the reason I bring this up because earlier this week, EA have just announced that um, 15 years after his death, Kian will now be a playable footballer in FIFA 21. This is all for a campaign to raise awareness for knife violence in the UK. So I think that's oh, wow. a 
nice little touching uh, fact there. Yeah, 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 that's interesting. I mean, nine years ago, take all that goal. Can you believe it? Dude, I you know, remember? I remember exactly where I was. Dude, I was like... in tears. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I was, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I remember. I I remember that goal, and then after that, he took off his shirt, oh, and I, and because I think there were there were double screens on the, on TV, so you could see man you on the other side. That were oh, yeah. just, uh, devastated. So so I remember the goal, and Teko remembers a man taking off his shirt. <laughs> I don't know because I remember the celebrate because I've been an infield player, so I know <laughs> okay. what it feels like to okay. score shot. Okay, okay. You're a goalkeeper. Have you scored? I have never scored a professional goal. No. Okay, cool. So now you understand. Own goals count too, eh, Sean? That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I've scored a couple of those, that's for sure. <laughs> and from there, we move over to place your bets. So, we're going to talk about the the second round of the quarterfinals in the CAF mm. Champions League. Mainly Al-Akhli versus Sundowns and Chiefs versus Simba. Um, what are your predictions there, gents? Well, it'll be Simba versus Chiefs, right? Because Simba are playing at home. Um, I'm going for a dull draw and obviously Kaiser Chiefs uh, becoming victorious over the two legs. A dull draw being like nil-nil? Yeah, 1-1, one, one, nil-nil. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Take it. This is 1-1, one, one, nil-nil. <laughs> um, I, I think Simba will, will do whatever it, it can to try and win the game. I think Simba will win probably maybe 1-0. But that won't matter because Kelly Chiefs will still qualify. Hmm. Okay. And Sundowns versus Al Akhli. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting game. Um, sure. I'm, I'm going to go for a very entertaining draw, something like 2 2. And Al Akhli to go through, unfortunately. I mean, it's a tough one because, like, who do you want to go through? Like, Pizzo, the legend no, of this country, or like Sundowns, want, or like. We want Sundowns to go through. We sure. want Sundowns to yeah, go. Okay. Yeah, we have a soft spot for Pizzo. We always will. And we thank yeah. him for all the job he's done in, 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 in South Africa and now moving into Africa. But um, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a two all draw and then Al Akhli to go through. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I, I think Sundowns will win the game, but the. The the one qualify. Okay. Yeah. So like uh, a one nil. Maybe a one zero, but the will win the the will win this game because look, dude. Uh, if if it was against Simba or something else, I'd say Mamli Sundance will qualify. But now they're playing a team that is from that's just played Bayern not so long ago, you know, and uh, they they're in a space where they know how to win. They they've got a coach that knows exactly how to win, especially against his former team. So it'll be very difficult for Sundance. But I think they will win the game. But uh, to qualify, it's going to be mountain to climb. Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. So with the second leg of the quarterfinals coming up, I guess you could say Chiefs, you know, feel a sense of comfortability. Um, you know what else has a sense of comfortability, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> the car of the week. Just as I thought Slew had it attacked, you just take it, mate. That was so good. Anyway, uh, the car of the week, Injibulu Blum, Kaiser Chiefs young sensation, has been rewarded with his good form of late with a new Toyota Corolla 2-litre XR CVT. You'll have noticed that the Corolla sedan is sportier all over. It boasts a low center of gravity and a wider stance. There's a few. There's a new rear wishbone suspe- suspension for good handling and comfort, plus a chassis that's been reinforced with adhesive for greater rigid, rigidity, that's a nice word, and stability. 
Toyota has genuinely managed to produce another quality product and bar the iffy console between the front seats, everything else is way above par. That will go a long way in ensuring returning and new customers will sign on the all imported dotted line. The Corolla is the new benchmark in its segment. If Toyota had made it any better, it would have traversed into the next segment. This 12th generation Corolla is a good car and will continue to be the standard bearer for all of the next few years. I give this an eight and a half out of 10 and it does come in a quite expensive, about a 450,000 SA Ront. SA Ront. Corollas are very reliable though. They are. They are. Very, very, very Like they whether are. it has that like old shitty radio or like a fancy yeah. touch screen, it <laughs> drives really well and it's reliable. It, it does. You can buy one and keep it the rest of your life. They don't look the best, <laughs> but um, it's, they, they are super reliable. Yeah. But it's all about getting from point A to point B in a car, I guess. Correct, my friend. You know, cosmetics look cool, but yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. So last week it was mentioned that we're going to mix things up a bit today. So Teko, I invite you to the stage for this week's motivational quote. I'm invited, Chief. <laughs> you are welcome. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um... Linda Mtambo from Molando Pirates, I think he said something very interesting for me. He said, whenever you feel crushed, under pressure, pressed or in darkness, you're in a, you're in a powerful place of transformation. Hmm. So like that, that for me was nice. I like you know, that. Just trust the process. You can trust learn. Trust the process. Every, yes. Yeah, you're going to learn from... Uh... You may not see the light now, but once you get out of it, you would have you would have learned a lot. I like it. Yes, sir. Nice. Yes, sir. Yes, like sir. Thanks, Teko. I like it too. <laughs> <laughs> and that is how we wrap up episode seventy-four of the Car Wash, proudly brought to you by Heineken. Whether you have been listening in on slpodcast.coza, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Mahikeg ninety-six point seven FM's Game Time, thank you for tuning in. I've been your host, Aiden. That has been Mr. Sean Roberts. Thank you, Eddie. And that has been Mr. Teko Modise. We will see you all same time, same place next week. Peace. 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 Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a car.